You're listening to an Anderson Entertainment production. This episode, we're hearing a familiar voice in Fab Facts. There's some political double trouble in the randomizer. And Toy Polloi is here to explore the world of Anderson toys. That's all coming up in Pod 186. Of the Jerry Anderson New Year's podcast. Oh, hey, 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 that's my line. Oh, sorry. This is Christmas Control. Stand by. Let's go. Spectrum is green. The Jerry Anderson Podcast with Jamie Anderson and Richard James. But yeah. look who's look who's back! Yeah. Yes, I mean I don't want to be Hello. rude, Terry, but hanging around a bit like a stale, sprouty guff, it's what? Terry Adlam. He's st- Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm Terry. only joking, Terry. Yeah. It's- yeah, you locked me in here, and you've only just let me out. Again. Well, uh, that explains the smell. Uh, it does. Anyway, it does. <laughs> welcome back. It's so lovely to start yeah. 2022. Yeah. It's lovely to be here with a bit yeah. of Terry. Yeah. yeah, it's good, isn't it? Richard James. It's, it's, it's the, the Bally, Ballerina's year, isn't it, this year? Is it? Why is that? Yeah, is it? 22 22. Oh, of course. Now, yeah, I was going like to say, it. it's a bit like that after Christmas period where you go through all the gifts you've got and you think, yeah. oh, I've already got one of those. I'll recycle that. I don't want that. I'll get rid of that. Well, Terry is yeah. doing exactly the same with, uh, with a lot of un- unused Christmas gags, uh, which <laughs> he'll now be sharing with us all in that sort of way. Well, you've got to get you... rid of them, you see. Yeah, exactly. Got to use them. But, you know, yeah. we, we, we all get an extra treat for that. So, uh, tell it, it's good to have yeah. you here. That's Richard great. James. Yes. I feel like, just to change things up a bit, because it's a new year. Yeah. yeah. How about you say who we are and what we're here for, even though we've sort of right. done a bit of that. And then I'll do sure. the thing that you normally do, where I say oh, what's right. coming up in the show. How's that? Oh, I look forward to that. Okay, right. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome, everyone, to the Jerry Anderson Podcast. I'm Richard James, and you are? Jamie Anderson. That's it. And we're here for the next ooh, hour and a half or so to celebrate all things Jerry Anderson with a special New Year flavour. Joining us in my garage, Terry Adlam. <laughs> Hello, folks. <laughs> and uh, just over there, I can see... Oh dear, he does look he's put he's in his dressing gown, he's on the chaise long there, he's got is that an ice pack on his head? Uh, okay. yeah, I I yeah. think he overdid it on New Year's Eve, didn't he? Like this there's, is, a, yeah. there's a bucket on the floor next to him. Standard Chris dear. Dale, I would say. Oh Chris. That's what yeah, we've come that's to expect. Chris Dale. Overindulgence. Yeah, he'll be absolutely he'll be here a bit later on talking of uh, overindulgence with his amazing randomizer uh, where he sits down in front of a random jerry anderson episode and gives us his thoughts and comments chris it's, it just started it keeps oh, spinning around he does it must be his new year's revolution <laughs> so all that and more coming up a little later on but jamie Tell us what else we've got to look forward to in this week's podcast. <laughs> well, hopefully Chris will re- recover from his overindulgence in time for his randomizer section, which will yes. come at the very end of this fine podcast. Uh, yes. He will randomly watch a random episode of a random Jerry Anson yeah, series. I've said, I've said that. No, I'm saying it again. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, Better. Uh, yeah, exactly. And hopefully <laughs> you'll enjoy it. 
cheers uh hopefully you'll enjoy it because he'll be saying all sorts of lovely things about it along the way uh, throughout yeah. richard will be peppering this podcast oh. with uh, podsteron messages from all around the yeah. place across twitter and facebook and youtube and who yeah. knows where tell will be adding in his unique flavor of uh, post christmas perennial humor with all sorts right. of yeah. puns and goodness uh, probably i'm sure throughout this entire thing we'll have some jerry anderson news because uh, there's always new jerry anderson stuff happening all the blooming time also yeah. mm. would you believe mm. it there's going to be what? a fab fact very shortly oh, uh, which everyone is looking forward to of course and sandwiched right in the middle is our interview which is this week is with dave from toy Poloi. Right. Lots of you will know that YouTube channel. It's a well, it's a fantastic yeah. YouTube channel. I know Dave because he made quite a few Terrorhawks related videos. He restored a Zelda. He made some cubes which were never made for the original, which seems crazy when you had the Zeroids, but you had no cubes. What? Uh, mm. And uh, he's a general kind of collector, toy expert, uh, toy restorer, and repairer. And uh, yeah, a nice mm. way to start a new year actually. And if you're thinking of starting yeah. a, a, an Anderson collection, then it might get you in the mood. Great. But, I mean, this whole podcast it's will quite get you in the mood, won't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, there you go. How was that? Did that feel weird? I literally felt a bit uncomfortable, like somebody had mirrored me from a, a, yeah. a different planet, a bit doppelganger. I know you'll be doing, uh, you'll be doing our, our Twitter tags in a minute, won't you? Is that oh, really? Do you want me to say, mm, yes, you. you can obviously tweet us uh, at any time yeah, you like using the hashtag Jerry yeah. Anderson podcast. Uh, yeah. You can tag me, I'm Jamie Anderson, him, Richard N. James, him, it's Terry that. Adlam, or him over there yeah, nursing yeah. his terrible gluttonous oh, hangover, Chris dear, Dalek. Richard. Yeah. Must well be done. Like you've been cloned, Richard. <laughs> I know, it's frightening, yeah, isn't yeah, it? You must be beside yourself. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we've got Terry to join us. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Terry. Yeah, great. Uh, now, without further ado, would you like a post-festive fab fact? I think we're yes. just about ready for yeah. that. Yeah. New year, new fab facts, maybe even from a new book. Really? Mm, yeah. Let's see how we go in this week's fab fact. Now, time for this week's fab facts. Yes, fab facts. Now, normally I've got a book of fab facts, which is here. I'm just going to give a little tap so you can hear it. But oh, there it is, yeah. this oh, week... I'm putting that book down. <gasps> what? Just for a little test of other format, I'm going to try oh. using another book, which I'm just going to get. Hang on. The... I'm just. Can't I'm, re Jamie. I'm reaching over to my bookshelf. He's playing um, with the format. That oh, would never do. And I'm going to. Well, Terry's here, so why not? You okay. know, change things yeah, up a bit. I'm going to pick a enough. random book from the shelf. It'll be an Amazon, oh. Amazon book. Here we go. I've got one. Okay. Right. It's a hardback book. It's quite right. large, it's rather special. Uh, and okay. so with this random book, and you don't know what book it is... No. Nope. I'm going to flick through you, Richard, and Terry at the same time. <gasps> must oh. shout fab. Don't get this Timing. wrong. Yeah. Right. And I will stop flicking and give you a fact from this oh. random book. All right, then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we Why go. Not? Here comes the flick. Fab! Oh! How was that? Gosh. Okay. Synchronised. Yeah. Yeah, you did that beautifully. Right. So we're on page 96 of this random mm -hmm. book. Yeah. Uh, and let me tell you that the random book that we've used is Captain Scarlet, The Vault. 
Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. So Very it, good. It's, uh, it's, uh, um, you know, it's definitely a Captain Scarlet fact. And actually, it's going to be quite helpful if you have been a long-time listener of this podcast. Ah. Richard, do you remember who our guest was all the way back in pod 69? Now, you've asked me that just as I've taken a bite of my sandwich and I wasn't expecting you to ask me a question. <laughs> what, what sandwich is it? It's a turkey sandwich left over. From Christmas still. Oh, nice. Um, That's a bit old by now. Did we get as far as Pod 69? How many have we done now? Uh, 185. Right. Well, I've no, I've no memory at all. Okay. Pod 69. Uh, right. Well, uh, here we go. So I have followed in Dad's footsteps by taking over his only major voice role, uh, which was Robert the Robot. Uh, as oh, yeah. some of you may have heard in Network's lovely Blu-ray release of Fireball XL5, uh, where I played Robert in Cloud of a Billion Lights, which is the audio, mm-hmm. and in the animation Robots in Distress, uh, aided, obviously, by some rather um, vibrating electronics. Yes, clever that. But did you know that Dad wasn't the only crew member to appear vocally in an electronic disguise? Ooh. Oh, this appearance in question was recorded on the 16th of March, 1967, which happened to be a Thursday. And it was done during Barry Gray's recording of the theme song for Captain Scarlet. Right. Of course, later episodes closing credits will be underscored by a lyrical rendition uh, done by the pop band The Spectrum. But the first 14 episodes featured four singers heroically, melodically declaring Captain Scarlet... Uh, close, um, closely um, followed by an electrified uh, version of the same moniker. Captain Scarlet. Yes. Yeah, you know the Remember one? That. Yeah. yeah. But who provided this mysterious robotic voice? And I'll give you a hint. It was our guest via audio archive, which is an additional oh, no. treat. Uh, no, not a treat, a clue. In yes. Pod 69. Pod 69, I don't remember. If you think about the, the robotic Gary voice. Newman. No, he was John Pod Coleshaw. 4. John no. You're just saying Terry random Adler. names now. No, 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 no. Terry Adler. Yeah, it was Terry Adler. No. Yeah. If yeah. you just, I'll give you another clue. If you think about yeah. it, I reckon yeah. it's got a slight northern accent. Northern accent? Who have we had with a northern accent? Alan Bennett. No, he's never <laughs> been on the podcast. Via archive. Uh, Gordon Bennett. Yeah, no, he's no, never been no, on the podcast. No. Um, oh, it wasn't Barry Gray, was it? <gasps> Richard, oh. you're right. It was oh. Barry Gray himself. Oh, thank you. Uh, the great man's voice may sound familiar to those of you who heard the archive clips or were lucky enough to meet Barry uh, because of that accent, I think. But thanks to his own technical wizardry, ably assisted by EMI engineer Charles Gregory, you may have been none the wiser because of that amazing right. electrified disguise. Oh, so, yes. yes, it was Barry himself going, Captain Scarlet. I don't know that. <laughs> Did you do it just That's like that? Good. Do you think? That's really good. Actually, that was the archive. We will be electronics back. on that. In yeah. edit. That sounds great. Uh, I, I would try it with my Robert the Robot um, voice thing. Yes. But I, I actually can't sure find it, sadly. Mm. Oh, thank goodness. It, it, it's buried under my, for small mercy, yeah. my stuff here. Yeah. Anyway, so if you'd love to learn more things about that, then Captain Scarlet the Vault is uh, actually terribly hard to come by these days. But you, oh. you may find some copies on Amazon. It's a fantastic book. And of course, uh, Space 1999 the vault is out later this year oh hooray yeah and can i just say a little top secret thing here for the space 1999 vault something special will happen to those books ordered from the jerry anderson store 
But they but won't get blasted off into space. Will no, they? <laughs> no, 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 no radiation, nothing like no? that. But if you oh, do okay. order one, oh, phew, then, yeah. or if you've already ordered one, some, that special thing will will be done to it, and you'll be happy oh, about it. It doesn't arrive with a with one of Koenig's toupees, does it? <laughs> He didn't wear a toupee, Richard. No, he didn't. Casting, no, no. casting aspersions Sorry. again. Anyway, yes. there you go. I think that's rather lovely. Uh, a little yes. bit of uh, a Barry Gray voice creeping Sweet. in there. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Nice. Uh, there you go, Potterons. If you know of any other voices creeping in across the Underverse, do let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We know the dad. We know the Barry Gray stories. But any more? No. Mm. Mm. Well, email. We also, we did. We did quite a lot of voices on Dick Spanner. Well, uh, yes, that's yep. the only one. Didn't didn't yeah. you? Weren't you supplied with cans of beer, Terry? Is that right? Oh, yeah, many cans of beer. Yeah, mm. yeah, and uh, yeah, I was uh, May May East, May uh, East, and yes. I was also one of the aliens as well. Nice. So yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yes, Mark, Mark Willard tells stories of you all being bought a case of beer and Don't going into the booth and drinking <laughs> drinking all the cans and then doing the sounds. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I can picture that for some reason. Happy days. Happy days. Well, yeah. I mean, on, on Space Priest, I was very lucky. I was supplied with someone else's voice. Yes, you was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it. beat that. There Bone idle. Bone idle there, Richard James. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't even be bothered to talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, there's some revelations there, some extra bits and pieces. But I think on that note, it's time that we... Bring this one to a close. That's the end of this week's voice fact. fact. Oh, oh no, we can't what? do this three-way thing. No. What did you say? No. I said voice fact. I said robotic voice. Oh, I said Barry fact. Uh, well, I mean, it's not working. I like Barry fact. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. should have gone Barry we- fact. No, we should. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, now we have had some emails. Would you like to hear them? I would yes. like to hear them, and I'd like to hear some read by Terry Adam, if possible, please. Right, yeah. Well, first of all, this one then is from Miles Parrish. Miles says, Hi, Jamie, Richard and Chris. I'm writing to say thank you so much for this year. As I've referenced endlessly, I only started listening to the podcast this year, and it was one of the best decisions I made in 2021. Oh, Imagine well that. Done, yeah. yeah. It says that through the work of You Brilliant Three, I've rediscovered my enduring love of everything Anderson. It's not just the podcast, though. The tireless work of everyone behind the scenes, be it Louise and Tim in the store, or the fabulous work of people like Chris, AC and Ben on your wonderful merch, has all been a big part of making 2021 just that little bit easier and much more fun. I'm grateful also to the Podstrons on Facebook. It's a fun community, and I feel like a valued member. It's also a great size, so unlike in many other fan groups, you don't get lost in the static of thousands of people posting the same meme over and over again. Um, (laughs) In 2022, says Miles, I'm excited for more podcasts, more books, and the new documentary, Jerry Anderson, A Life Uncharted. Thanks for all that you do to make life fab. There really is new Jerry Anderson stuff being made right now. All the best. Happy New Year. Miles Parrish. Thanks, Miles. Thanks, Miles. Welcome along. Now, a little later on, I did actually pop over to our Facebook group. You know, Jamie, often on New Year's uh, New Year's Eve uh, or New Year's Day podcast, I like to look back on the year previously and perhaps include some clips of uh, various interviews and Ooh, you, news throughout the year. Have you done a montage? Well, no, well, I haven't this year. I thought I'd do something a little different. Because I'm lazy, <laughs> I thought I'd get the Podstrons to do all the work for me. Ah, very good idea. Well done. So, rather than looking back, we'll be looking forward during this podcast to what's coming up this year nice. and seeing what the Podstrons are looking forward to. But in the meantime, here's another email, and this one is from Kevin Meredith. Over to you, Terry. Hi, Kevin. Uh, Kevin says, hello, Podstrons. Quick question. There is a bit of your theme tune that comes in just before we hear one of the angels say, Spectrum is green. 
that I simply cannot identify. Where in the Andiverse did this bit of theme get snipped from? I'm tearing my hair out over this. I haven't seen every show as I live on the other side of the Atlantic and watch on Shout Factory. And this is from a fan of Jerry Anderson and particularly his composer, Barry Gray. From New Jersey, USA. Yeah. Oh, interesting one, that. There we are. Wow. Thanks, Kevin. <clears throat> so what What on earth Spectrum yeah. is he Green's talking about? Harmony saying it, isn't it? Um, mm. I'm it comes not... in just before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not absolutely sure, I'm afraid. Now, Benji Clifford mm. put this together. Mm. Um, at the time, he was working on the restorations of the mini-albums. So I wonder... Uh-huh. If it's oh. from one of the mini albums, I'm not sure. Uh, we will endeavour yeah. to find out for you and try to yeah. let you know next week. There we go. Yeah, uh, that's all the emails for now. As you can imagine, it's been quite a quiet week or so with people that resting up yes. after Christmas. Uh, mm. yeah, but we, Chris. like I say, we'll be heading over to our uh, Podstrons a little later on to see what they've been looking forward to. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, is Chris actually asleep now? He looks like he is. Oh, he's he's mumbling though, isn't he? He's yeah. doing that terrible sort of feverish mumbling thing. Goodness me, go ahead, Chris. I don't think he's well at all, is he? Someone get him an Alka-Seltzer, for goodness sake. I mean, you know, he's got a randomizer to do later. I know. Oh, well, hopefully <coughs> he'll sleep it off. Uh, while yeah. we're waiting, shall we have a bit of yep. Jerry Anderson news? Is there some Jerry Anderson news? Oh, there's always Jerry, Jerry Anderson, Anderson news. Oh, Come on. Yes. Oh, go on, then. Oh, what, with Jerry Anderson news? Well, that's... Have you got yeah. any news? Ma- if you've got some. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. Oh, Terry, you get to do newsy, news, news, news a second time. It's the Jerry Anderson newsy, news. Why is uh, nobody doing it? Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. Sorry. I was eating a mince pie there. It was oh. left over. A oh. bit stale. Sorry about that. Sorry. So we go again. Yep. Action. Turn it's, over. It's the Jerry Anderson. It's a. Yes. Yeah. When, ready when you are, Jamie. Let's go. Okay. Action. Go for it. It's, yes. It's the Jerry Anderson newsy, news, news. You still don't do it. Okay. Well, forget that then. Look, this is the oh, Jerry hang on. Anderson hang news. On, hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on. No, but it's not, is it? It's the New Year's News News New, News. That's why I wasn't going to do it, because I think it should be the, uh, new, the new Year's Year's News 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 Great. Well, it sounds like Carry we're on. padding now, so I'm just going to start with the news. <laughs> uh, in a New Year's theme, in fact, uh, there's a January sale on currently, would you believe? Uh, mm. All sorts of stuff. Nicely discounted. Just head over to shop.jerryands.com and there'll be a link on the menu for the January sale. Go and get yourself a goodie. Now, mm. uh, or a baddie, if you're going for the baddies print from Lee Sullivan. Oh, yes. uh, later this year, very soon in fact, a couple of exciting things happening. Well, obviously, uh, Jerry Anderson Day on the 14th of April. But what mm-hmm. do you want to see happen for GA Day this year? It's our second annual Jerry Anderson Day, which I suppose makes it the second ever, uh, of course. We would love to hear your suggestions. Podcast at jerryanderson.com. Now, of course, last time round we had a special podcast. We had... Um, special video out on YouTube. We did a partnership with Britbox. Yes. We had a 24-hour yes. marathon with Shout Factory. We had a listen oh, along yes. with Big Finish. We had a live stream with wow. Network. We had Jerry Anderson Day t-shirts. Uh, we had a broadcast partnership with Forces TV, who showed your fan favourite episode of UFO. It was yeah. quite a lot of stuff. But what? Um, what would you like to see out there? Any suggestion goes... I mean, do you want uh, another live stream? No, we did a Jerry Anson live stream, didn't we, as well? Goodness me, there was so I much stuff that day. Yeah. Cool. Well, let us know what you want. If you want more of the same, then say so. If you want something new, say so too. Now, that's the 14th of April. The 15th of April should see a screening 
of Jerry Anderson, A Life Uncharted in Birmingham. Uh, oh. So that is to be confirmed, but we will have more information mm-hmm. for you soon. And then, of course, on the 16th of April, it's the Jerry Anderson concert. Stand by for action. Uh, Lovely. And uh, it's got a very special host who may have been announced by now, but I'm, I'm nervous recording this far in advance of saying yeah. said person's wow. name. So okay. I'll wait until but later yes, for available. that. But <laughs> yes, exactly. And if he's not. Yeah, brilliant. So we've got a queue of people waiting to host. Uh, but uh, yes, the news may well be out, in which case you'll say, oh, yes, that person. What a great idea. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll have to see. Anyway, uh, do come along. We'd love to see you. Uh, if you want to get tickets, you can go to ander.sn slash tickets. That's A-N-D-R dot S-N slash tickets. And that'll take you to the B Music ticket booking portal. Do not wait, please, because we don't want you to miss out, really. So that'll be rather marvellous. Uh, fantastic collection of all the themes performed by a about a 58 piece orchestra i think we've got some really special Crikey. instruments coming in it's going to be fan dabby dozy it is <laughs> yes. yeah uh, anyway that's off brand i should have just said fab or fab but no. yeah, yeah yeah you're going full-on crankies there aren't you yeah yeah exactly very cranky that's me <laughs> uh so anyway there you go short and sweet i don't think that's a bad way to start the new year that is the first of 2022's jerry anderson news that was the news, that was the news, that was the news. Yeah, oh, we won't do that again. Somebody step no, on a cat That's a good idea at the time. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry for that. Yeah, it's all right, all right. Now, uh, while Jamie's being rude about our singing, <laughs> I'm going to head on over to our Facebook group, <laughs> facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash podstrons, where people have been posting, of course, their Christmas presents, their Jerry Anderson-themed presents that they found under the tree over Christmas. Uh, they've been posting their cheers, Jerry Anderson thoughts as well. But also, principally, because I asked them a couple of weeks ago, what were they looking forward to in 2022? So here's a few for you. Uh, Terry, there's a top one for you. Uh, Stingray Blu-ray. Probably the documentary as well. Yep, that's from CJ List. Yep. Scott Anthony Bakleke says more Thunderbirds audiobooks. That'll be good for 2022. Roger M. Smith says concert booked. Cons booked for cosplaying and hopefully more Blu-rays and audios. Most of all, would love an Anderson event at the Space Centre again to meet new and old friends. Oh, that would be fun. Go Simon ahead. Allen finally for now says, I'm looking for something Anderson connected nearer home as my current mobility is not very good and would love to meet some of the friends I've made over the last few years. I just hope this place, meaning the uh, Podstrons Facebook group that we have all created, remains the same and I'm sure it will. Of course it will. Uh, yeah, so there we are, a few thoughts for people. Uh, do you think there's any chance at all we might be doing something at the Space Centre this year? Because it was touch and go last year and then it didn't happen. Oh, well, it's all dependent on what happens. But I, I suspect they'd like it to happen. Yeah. Um, mm. but no, I, sadly, I can't control these things. I, I wish no. I could. No. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a good chance that something will happen. And hopefully, gradually over the year, people will feel more and more confident about going out and doing normal things i put those that normal in heavy air quotes and uh, yeah i mean we'll be we'll be out and about at various events we are hoping to be at yeah. the london film and comic con in spring at the end of february Ooh, great so if you're thinking of going there we'll see you there uh, but yes yeah. we'll keep you updated with any uh, events and appearances and that sort of thing yeah splendid um Good. so some more of those thoughts about the uh, the coming 12 months a little later on yeah okay in the meantime would you like a small break from the three of us podstron Oh, well, you won't get a break from me, unfortunately, because I've got to speak no. to the interviewee this week. But the interviewee this week is Toy Poloi. Oh. But you may know him 
as Dave. Dave of Toy Polloi, he's a YouTuber, a writer, an expert on all vintage toys, literally every single one of them. Uh, you may have spotted him on BBC Two's Collectorholics, or possibly on the pages of Fusion magazine. You also mm -hmm. may remember him from his collaboration with the official Jerry Anderson site when he taught us all how to make a cube from Terrorhawks. In fact, he's made two different variations now, so do pop along to yes. his YouTube channel. Just search for Toy Polloi, but don't do it now because right now it's uh, part one of two of my chat with Dave from Toy Polloi. Hi, I'm Dave and I run the YouTube channel Toy Polloi where I review and repair all sorts of vintage toys from the uh, 70s, 80s and 90s including some of Jerry Anderson's toys. Excellent. So I think you're quite unique, actually, Dave, uh, in this, because we've not really had anybody talking specifically about toys. Uh, and I know your Anderson love of toys crosses several shows. I first saw your stuff on Terrorhawks bits and pieces, I think restoring a Zelda and making some cubes. That's right. Yeah, I did those a while back. Terrorhawks is one of those shows, I think it was a little bit underrated, and certainly the toys get a little bit, well, they certainly used to, a little bit less love than some of the other uh, sort of Jerry Anderson productions. And I really always loved the look of the Terrorhawks. Like all the vehicles had a sort of a style I don't think anyone has ever matched. Mm. And so I sort of, I'm a, you know, I'm a massive toy collector anyway, and I, I started buying up Terrorhawks toys, and there were a few things that were always wrong or broken. Zelda missing a cape. Is, is one that I've yeah. covered. She's always lost her cane as well, so I had to <laughs> fix that. And then once I got, I think I've got all the figures now, I found there was a shortfall in the, the Terrorhawks line and the fact that there are no Zelda cubes for the Xeroids and the rest of the Terrorhawks to fight. So I thought I would rectify that. And I made my own sort of uh, Bandai toy style Terrorhawks cubes to go along with the figures, um, just because it's the sort of thing I wanted to play with. So... <laughs> If if you don't have the toy, make it yourself. That is the best reason to do things. In fact, that's sort of very similar to one of Dad's quotes about making things to please yourself and hopefully also please some other people. So they get you clearly aligned like that. I think so. I think it's it's something certainly as a child. If I you know if I had toys or you know if I was watching a show and there wasn't a toy for it, the first thing to do would be to go to the Lego box, get the Lego out, and make your own version of the toy because. You know, that's what children did. So, you know, you'd, you'd watch an episode of a show, you know, be it Terror Hawks or something like that. It's like, well, I don't have that vehicle. I've got some Lego. I'll make it. And I think I've just sort of moved on from that. Now I mm. fix toys. But also, if I don't have them, I might as well make something. And oh the, the, the Zelda cubes, are, I think, are still, I still think someone should make something with them or do something with them. Oh, I agree. They are, they are cool. They have such great merchandising potential, them and, and the uh, the Zeroids as well. But obviously, they did have a couple of Zeroid toys. David, it would be remiss of me if I don't actually ask. I mean, I'd just say for listeners, behind Dave is a, a legion of toys, uh, mostly action figures from what I can see, but a few vehicles and stuff there. And I think it's fair to say, Dave, that you are, you are, we wouldn't be considered a child in any classification. So, where was your start in? sci-fi cult and, and ent early entertainment that got you hooked on all things toy oh, well it probably you know that goes right back to my childhood i was an avid you know player of toys uh, you know with toys as a child certainly and when i when i reached sort of 15 16 i think i stupidly sold all of my childhood toys because my hobbies changed i got into mm. computers 
And then I think I seriously got back into sort of toy collecting and became the sort of the geek that I am now in the, in my <laughs> early 20s. When I I went to a car boot sale and found an old Star Wars toy that I'd never had and was just like, oh, I really want, you know, I really want this. I bought it and, and now it's sort of, well, like 25, 27 years later and I haven't stopped buying toys. You know, it's, it's just been a sort of a snowballing of that and along the way you know i started picking up the toys that i'd remembered having as a kid or remember playing with as a kid including things like the the uh, sort of dinky eagles was one i never had one as a child but i vividly remember the sort of my primary school having a rainy day box and in that box was a dinky eagle and that would be the only time i ever got to play with it so uh, as soon as i was sort of back in my you know in my collecting phase in the 20s first thing i had to pick up was a dinky eagle and then you know once you've got one of those uh, you've got five of them all of a sudden they just <laughs> it's just a of, natural progression right a natural progression and then once you sort of once you've got those you suddenly learn oh there were all these other space 1999 toys that i never knew were there like the uh, palatoy migo dolls and so i had to buy those although you know that actually that's a collection i've only just finished in the last few years because they're so hard to get mm. yeah it's um you know it's just one of those things, a toy collection. It starts as one thing and then builds. And morphs into, evolves into something bigger. Yeah. Um, so where where does Jerry Anderson stuff come into that kind of collecting phase? What was your entry point into Anderson? Uh, I think it was, uh, the first thing certainly was the Dinky Eagle. That was one thing I'd always wanted. And so once I bought that, it was like, you know, that was the starting, the rolling point. I was, I'm, yeah, you know, I have to say I'm not a Thunderbirds fan. I love Thunderbirds as a show, but the toys never did anything for me. I think ah. it's something about the the style of the like the more more grown up style of the Space 1999 mm. stuff that really sort of piqued my interest. I love the Eagle. I think it's probably one of my favourite spaceships of all time. Just the, the the functionality of it, the the fact you can drop the cargo section out of it, and it, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's an iconic ship for me. And then, like 1983, I was about the right age for Terrahawks, you see, mm. and that that then piqued me again. The look of it, the look of those ships, the the, the sort of the, the styling of them, the the silver finish with the orange flashings around it, and the fact that some of them, they it's not like they transform, but they do things. You know, you can you can move things about on them, and wings open, and bits are dropped you know especially the battle hawk you know you can drop the tank from the bottom and it's got the terror hawk on the top of it to remove yeah. it just is a toy with options and play value um, yeah what about the zero the zeroids and i guess the cubes because that then brings us back to where where i first came across you yeah the zeroids certainly you know that is a as as far as iconic robots in in shows go you know you see you've got things like r2d2 and that but the zeroids i think are probably just a more unique design certainly the fact that they roll around and there were so many of them it's the sort of thing i like army building toys you know so if i've got mm. one of a stormtrooper i need a hundred of the stormtroopers because you <laughs> you know you want to recreate scenes in in the movies you know and that's the same with the zeroids you see one and then you know sergeant major's got his whole army and they're all numbered it's like well i've got to have more of those in the background because you know you want to you want to recreate scenes that you've seen on the tv yeah, um, and that's, you know that's exactly why I've made the cubes because I I want one thing I still want to do and I still plan to do in future is to recreate that end scene from Terrorhawks as, as the credits roll of them playing you know the noughts and crosses. <laughs> <laughs> I want to recreate. I, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do it. I've I've now made myself enough cubes 
to do that. But I've, I think I still need to find at least two more zeroids so that I can, uh, you know, recreate that scene in some way because it's just an iconic scene and I've got to do it. I'm not sure why I've got to do it, but I've got to do it. This requires some introspection, I reckon. So what? why do we collect? Because, I mean, I, I am not a huge collector, but I've got, again, out of sight from you, some I've got Tardises and Daleks and plenty of Anderson stuff. What drives you to collect, really, Dave? I think it's reliving sort of childhood memories and a sort of the, that fun time when you're when you're young. You don't really have any worries or any commitments. You know, your whole time is spent. You know, certainly growing up in the seventies and eighties, watching TV that was a big part of a, a part of uh, you know my childhood, mm. and so playing with toys and that sort of recreating those memories that you had growing up that's i think that's for me what it is and i still enjoy playing with toys i like getting something i've never had before and working out how it works and working out how i you know if it's broken how i'm going to fix it or how mm. i can repair the the paint on it all of that sort of stuff it's just i think i'm just still playing with toys it's, it may be a grown-up play, way with of playing with toys but I'm still essentially a child at heart, which I think many people are. Absolutely. Um, some people, you know, some people's hobbies are football or, you know, cars. I think my hobby is just toys and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, it keeps me happy. And there are many people out there who get enjoyment from collecting and sort of messing about with toys still. Yeah. And why not? I mean, <laughs> you're a grown up. You can do it now, which is brilliant. Yeah. Definitely. And like, I think now as well, I've got the money to buy. So I was a child, there'd be, <laughs> there'd be toys that I'd see in the shops. You go in the shop and be like, oh, I really want that, but I've only got 50p pocket money. And, you know, by the end of two weeks, you've spent your pocket money on sweets or something. So that's That toy ends up just sitting on the shelf still. You still want it, but you, you never can afford it. Now, if I want a toy, I can just go and get it. And, I, you know, it's it's so much easier. And I can, I can sort of, I can justify buying it as well because I want it. So... Pocket money is not an, an issue anymore. I'm very pleased to hear it. Maybe it, this is, will have changed over time, and you can specifically reference an Anderson toy if you like, perhaps maybe the Dinky Eagle. For you, both as a child as an, and as a collector, what makes a good toy? It's certainly play value. You know, it, a toy's got to do something and, and have some features, but it's also got to be unbreakable. I think. Like <laughs> modern toys, you know, I deal with modern toys, I don't like modern toys. They're too they're too fiddly and they're too easily broken. Something like the Dinky Eagle, it, it really has a weight to it. It's, it's almost a I would class it as a dangerous weapon. You could almost hurt someone with it because this thing is so heavy and so robust. But it has that feature of you can drop the middle pod section out so you can recreate scenes. It's got spring loaded feet. Um, it's just a a well-designed toy like you know dinky were very good at doing that putting sort of play value into things and i think for me that's a, that's a good toy it's got play value it's got a feature and it's almost impossible to break it uh, and then that means you can then play with it fully and really bash it around you know fly these things around and recreate you know in the show how many times do the eagles crash on the moon you know so you would want to crash your eagle on the <laughs> living room carpet or whatever it was and so it would take quite a battering and if if you did that with a modern toy you know i have some of the modern versions of the eagles which are more like very beautiful models i would never do anything like that with a modern one it would be destroyed in minutes but i can still take my dinky version of the eagle i could drop it down the stairs and it would reach the bottom of the stairs it would look exactly the same as it did at the top of the stairs yeah and 
that's what I like about old toys. And I think that's what makes them very playable with, you know. Yeah. So the, in summary, the closer to an offensive weapon they can be, the better. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> there's something about the, the eagle, the weight of that toy. Mm. It is, it is um, you know, and it's also shaped like quite a, a, it's like a hammer sort of thing. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It would be classed as a dangerous weapon these days and probably wouldn't be allowed to be made. No, I'm sure. What about uh, eagle colours, Dave? Did that ever bother you? The the white, the blue, the green. Did it did it matter? Does it matter if something is screen accurate or not? As a child, no. Now, as an adult, I've certainly I've made my own version of it, which is proper to the show, and I've looked into the reason why they didn't make them. You know, the the, the fact that I think Dinky said they didn't think they would sell. No one would want. You know, they had to put these bright colours on them because no one would want them. So, as a child, no, it didn't matter. As an adult collector. Certainly, I have I have a full range of the color versions, but I've also made a screen accurate version because, you know, it's so it's so close to being correct. I I had to do it and make it and make it look nice. But I don't think children particularly care. Certainly, you know, back in the seventies, they just wanted to play with stuff from the show. So you know, it's the same with the Thunderbirds toys. None of the the old original Thunderbirds toys are particularly the right color. You know, Thunderbird two is blue, the, the very mm. first version. It doesn't matter. The fact that you have a Thunderbird two and it's got the the little pod in the middle that you can drop down and legs and stuff that come out it's you can still play with it as you know as you see it in the show just just blue yeah well and i guess a lot of people at the time are watching it in black and white anyway so that's they, true that's they true. weren't to know so yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, think I, it, I've, think I've watched many a snooker match and never understood what the colors were <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go showing your age now dave <laughs> um it's interesting what you said earlier on about the the fact that Thunderbirds didn't interest you that much and that it was maybe a more kind of um, young design with the kind of the complex curves. Do you think there is an added appeal for a kid and as an adult where you've got toys that were reduced from a show that was maybe more grown up? Did Perhaps does an eagle toy make a more grown up show feel more accessible to a kid? I would think so, because I've actually been re-watching Space 1999 recently because it's been on uh, British TV quite regularly. And I hadn't watched it for a few years and it really is a very adult show. It's it's not, and I've remembered watching it as a child and really enjoying it, but now watching it on TV before every episode comes on, there's a little warning saying this show contains scenes that may not be suitable for children, but obviously it didn't, you know, I watched it and loved it. So I just think, I don't know the Thunderbird stuff now as an adult, I do quite like the look of them, but as a child, it just never, I don't know. I watched all of the shows, you know, I watched mm. it and I watched the, the movies and, you know, I did really enjoy it. And, I, you know, I really remember watching the Blue Peter episode of them making uh, <laughs> Tracy Island. Because yes. that, that was another thing I loved doing is watching other people make stuff. And that that was quite an epic sort of episode of it. But I never wanted to get those toys for some reason. It just didn't, it didn't, you know, I, I really like things like Transformers. And I guess mm. they're a bit more, again, they're a bit more of a grown up looking style to them. Um, mm. You know, Terror Hawks, I guess, peaked that in me as well. That's the same. Although the show is is quite child friendly, I guess, as a show, the actual yeah. des, the, the design of the toys and the design of the the ships and the, the sort of characters, I think, is much more. I don't know, grown up sci fi, certainly in the look of them for me. Mm. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How because for most people, obviously, Thunderbirds is the go to. That is the one yeah. they love. The ships they love. They love everything about it. That's the that is the most popular by far. Yeah. So to hear hear a sort of different perspective on it is is kind of rather nice. But yeah. so, something must have kept you kind of 
connected to those the Anderson shows. So I mean, leaving the toys to one side just for a for a moment, you can still bring them back in. But to you, what what makes an Anderson show? Because again, you're you're maybe in an unusual area where you're crossing Space 1999 to Terrorhawk. So a lot of people kind of end or like piece out their journey of Anderson in the mid 70s. Uh, and then there's a whole new phase of Space 1999. So you're, you've got a unique perspective on a thread between those two. So what, what makes an Anderson show an Anderson show and kept you interested? I think certainly the design, there's no, nobody does uh, design like Jerry Anderson, you know, the, the, the whole look of everything. You know, if you watch something like Space 1999, every part of it looks like a Jerry Anderson production from the, the uniforms that the people wear, the, like the moon base alpha is designed it just looks so futuristic and it but it also looks jerry anderson and i think that's that can be said of thunderbirds everything about it screams just what you know it's like that is that is it and i think he did that in everything he did like if, if you watch them fast is it journey to the far side of the sun or yeah. doppelganger or whatever it's whatever, yeah, yeah. Which, whichever version you that the the sort of the special effect sequences of of the the rocket launches, oh, yeah. the docking sequences and stuff. Other people tried it. You know, you can watch. You know, James Bond did a few things where there mm. were like docking sequences and stuff like that. It's just the attention to detail in all of those shots. To me, screams that's a Jerry Anderson production. You can you can just I don't know. No one did it quite the same as 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 he did you know and, and that sort of attention to detail i think that's that's what i like about it you can really every time you watch it you can see something new and something mm. different it's like oh that's clever i didn't i'd never noticed that before you know some of it hasn't dated massively well so space 1999 some of the you know because we are now way past 1999 <laughs> just a bit the, the, you know like all like all old sci-fi programs some of it hasn't dated massively well but the overall aesthetic of it is fantastic yeah i mean working with really good effects people and designers like derek meddings and brian johnson yeah. and steve Begg clearly had an influence but I, I, yeah i definitely think dad had a fascination with technology and aviation and space travel which kind of sort of fed across the, the whole the whole uh, load of series yeah yeah definitely and, and to end more of dave next week uh but there you go are you feeling in the mood to you know start start collecting some toys or you know oh, uh, beginning or building your own collection i mean you've got a few toys oh, there i've I... seen your uh, thingy <laughs> oh. <laughs> by which are i you obviously are we, are we I, gonna mention that now <laughs> i mean your carded orin Oh, I see. Um, yes. But actually, I've got... Now, let me just reach up. While you're here, Terry. Yeah. Here's another carded orange. Now, this was given to me by Gary Hodgkinson, who's, who's a podster on. Ah, uh, yes. Now, you can see it's, a, it is an, it's an Officer orange toy, yeah. on card, as it were, unopened, but with the body of Captain Podley. Can you see that? Oh, yes. a Bit of a paunch, yes. you see? Yeah. Which I certainly don't have. No. And certainly didn't when I was 24 years old. Wow. No. Uh, so yes, I have a, a small collection of um, space precinct goodies and other Anderson things. Yeah, what about but, you? Know, it's always tempting to buy more, isn't it? I mean, I have it to stop myself. Tempting. Yeah. Well, you, as, as you know, I'm sort of a, a big James Bond fan, mm. so I've got loads of stuff. Yeah. From Bond and yes. things. I used to have a uh, my own study uh, when my daughters were younger, but then they um, they grew up and wanted a room to themselves, so oh, I, I had a whole Curses. room 
dedicated to Bond stuff, and oh. it's uh, now got a little corner of the room. There you go. But uh, they've grown up and they've moved out now, so who knows? Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is nice to have wee bits and pieces like that and, uh, and have them on display. Behind Dave during the interview, goodness me, he must have had about 500 toys uh, wow. immediately behind him. It was quite a crowded shelf. Uh, really impressive stuff. So if you would yeah. like to know about collecting, restoring, repairing, etc., then... Uh, Toy Poloi is all over YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Toy Poloi, that's T-O-Y-P-O-L-L-O-I, but also on Twitter at Toy underscore Poloi, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Toy Poloi, Instagram at Toy Poloi, or even on a website, toypoloi.com. I mean, you cannot There's get, no away, get away from him, is there? From Toy yeah. Poloi. Mm. So thanks, Dave. Dave will be back next week for part two of two. And beyond that, who blooming knows? Not me. I've also, in my Bond collection, I've also got the Dick Spanner statue. Oh, yes. And also one that still survived that AC gave me. Uh, he made a plastic model of oh. Dick Spanner. And it's still there, AC. It's oh, still standing. Amazing. Thank you very much. Nice. And a wonderful poster I got from um, uh, at one convention that's uh, a fan done for yeah. me. I think we know him as Hamster. Was that uh, Andrew? He did a fantastic. Andrew Hyde. Andrew, that's it. Yeah, he yes. made me a fantastic Dick Spanner poster, which is up on the wall. Oh, so, yeah, brilliant. I mean, no one's ever made me anything, so... I'll buy you a cup of tea when you come out. Well, that's true, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair enough, yeah. Uh, now, uh, just uh, a reminder, yes. you are listening to the Jerry Allister podcast. It may be the new year, but it's the same old podcast. And you can subscribe to us on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Leave us a nice review and a rating. Uh, copy the link and post it on all your social media profiles and let your friends know what you're listening to. Why not? Now... I'm going to go back over to our Facebook group where I asked our lovely Podstrons what they were looking forward to in the next 12 months. Ralph LB said, I still live in hope that the terror of Galaxy Force International will be unleashed onto an unsuspecting world. Could 2022 be the year it's finally dethawed from the frozen vault of doom? What are the chances, Jamie? Uh, GFI will remain dead and buried <laughs> for the rest of time. Sorry. Ian's... <laughs> <laughs> Ian Stevens says, personally, I'm hoping for more novelizations. Looking forward to the documentary. And of course, another year of high quality podcasting by you, Jamie and Chris. Oh. And occasionally me. Yeah. Another wow. year. But that sort of insinuates that there yeah. has yeah. been previous <laughs> yeah. years. To the wrong Perhaps podcast. I should have read it as another year. Well, <laughs> then, another year. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Ian. Lauren J. Gradwell says the concert in April and meeting my fellow Podstrons in person. Ashley Bell says uh, more Space 1999 audiobooks, Richard, so I can get them from my local library and Gemini Force One. And he says, bring back Fab Live, please. Scott Sadler says, hey, guys, I'm looking forward to a much needed Anderson fun fuel day out with my son Toby at the Jerry Anderson concert and looking forward to maybe future releases of the Super Space Theatre movies from Network. Fingers crossed. Paul Hyde says, looking forward to the concert, Stingray Blu-rays and more released Space 1999 and Thunderbird stories. David Lee Summers is really looking forward to Space 1999 Earthbound from Big Finish. The first two Space 99 audio dramas were amazing and he says he can't wait to hear this one. And he'd really love to see some more Region 1, Region A vid videos available. And finally for now, Matty Keskivari says the documentary and Blu-ray soundtrack releases. So much coming up this year. So much to look forward to. What are you looking forward to, Jamie? Uh, well, as announced um, around Christmas time, I'm very much looking yeah. forward to the Network Blu-ray edition of Stingray. Uh, yeah, right. The last Blu-ray set they did of a colour supermarination series was Joe 90, which obviously 
you know, could have taken or leave that one, really. So. Oh, really? But okay. Stingray is very exciting, and uh, some very special extra features are being worked on right now, which are rather fun. So looking forward to those. Ooh. Obviously, the documentary. Yes. Uh, obviously, the concert, too. And there's yes. so much more stuff happening throughout the year. Uh, things are yeah. only accelerating. And, of course, lots of you will have enjoyed now that uh, Moonbase Alpha technical operations manual. Uh, and yes. we're busy at work on Great. the next release. Uh, more news Fantastic. on that soon. Nice. I'm looking forward to when you uh, release the specs for Orin's Flat in Demeter City. Oh, yes. As a little pop-up book. That'll, That'll be, be good, wouldn't it? A pop-up book. <laughs> sorry, in the shower. <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, no. Not that. Oh. Anyway, oh, speaking of people popping up, have you noticed? Oh, yes. Oh, Chris has yeah. suddenly risen from his slumber. Oh, oh look, he oh, has. Yeah. So he's looking refreshed. He is. Yeah. Marvellous. I mean, he looks, he looks better than ever. He does? Yeah. How's he done that, do you think? What's that shampoo you Ah, that's what it is. He's giving himself a bit of a body scrub, I think. It's that yeah. Alpacin caffeine shampoo. Oh, hang on. That. He's wiping yeah. his mouth. He's drunk it. That oh, explains oh, it. No. Uh, Potterons, no. do not drink shampoo. No. Uh, it only no. works for Chris Taylor, it turns out. Anyway, look, Chris is uh, now here, all caffeinated and squeaky clean oh, inside and out. Oh, uh, <laughs> I beg your pardon, Terry. Is, is yeah, sorry, right Wonder what you said there. <laughs> yeah, nothing rude. Don't worry. You never say no, anything rude okay. in this podcast. Uh, Chris is here with his randomizer. It's an amazing machine which scours the uh, world of Jerry Anderson for all Anderson episodes. He presses the big red button, picks a random one, and then gives us insightful thoughts and humorous comments on said episode. So, Chris, now you're caffeinated. God, he's, oh, he's, he's buzzing. Quick, he's press, now, isn't he? press the button Give before he absorbs too much. Yeah. Ooh, quick, go! Oh. <laughs> Oh, if you say so. Your mobility would be of great use. Oh, I don't know about mobility after Christmas. Can't say I'll be ruling much of anything for a while. Oh, hello everyone. Sorry, no time for a full introduction today, as the Zyklon here has already chosen today's episode. I knew you would agree. Indeed, and its space precinct, Divided We Stand. It is logical, and therefore inevitable. Always assuming I can stand, of course. So, welcome back to Space Precinct on the Randomizer, and uh, I noticed from my list here it's actually been quite a long time since we last saw anything from Space Precinct. It looks like that was pod 150 or uh, early 150s for the power. So it's been a good 20 or so pods since we were last in Demeter City, and here we are. City Council. Time-honored tradition. Right. In a party campaign headquarters with... Cyber piracy, interspecies porn. Yeah. Lots of space precinct extras and their amazing uh, hairdos and makeup and... Uh, Gonna have any fun. Yeah, as we said before, Demeter City is, I think, where the 80s went to die. Unfortunately, this is the mid-90s, so... Idea. Uh, Don't think, babe. Yeah, some of these people look very unfortunate. And it's it's almost like it feels kind of very half-hearted, some of the, the background artists, hair and makeup and such. But anyway, we're not here to talk about them. But I don't like talking to cops. Oh. We've got someone else far more odious to discuss. Oh, easy, easy. Vinny Artak. Officers. There he is. Okay, everyone. Vinny Artak. Yeah, he's our... Political candidate. Is this for the, oh, for the Pride Party? That's right, yes. Vote for Vinny. Or don't. I gotta tell you, I'm overwhelmed. I mean, all of you. 
helping me the way you do. And then, just a few minutes ago, find out, in spite of the attacks on my character, that I'm getting in the polls! Hey, that's always good when uh, people like Vinny Artak are gaining in the polls. But this is for the cameras. And this uh, Vinny Artak is, of course, being played by David Quilter, in uh, addition to his regular role as Sergeant Fredo, who we'll see later on in the episode. Excuse me. But I can't work out if this is him doing the voice. To the Creon Underworld. There is no Creon Underworld. <laughs> you heard it here first. The politicians and the corrupt police better get the message. Corrupt? Us? Oh, wait, wait, you didn't mention the, the media. It's the media's fault. Like you. And I'm going Oh gosh, there's an extra there with gold lips. Kicking lazy bureaucrats butt! Yay! Random pink hair man is enjoying it. Oh, but what's going on here? There's a chap in a white shirt looking suspicious. Oh! Police! And he's gone from suspicious to, uh, m murdersome. He shot Vinny, grabbed his girlfriend. The same one that Vinny had uh, slapped before he uh, went on stage. I know what a broken and Haldane gonna do about this. All right. Get back! It's okay, it's all right. Hey, that was some shooting there, buddy. I mean, you don't know, but you just did the public a great service. I actually really like this bit with Haldane. Come on, we don't need any more guys like Vinny Artek in office, do we? I mean, we got enough crooked politicians as it is, right? Not so much for the political side of it, but for the way he tries to, uh... Give you a medal. ...to talk to the guy. Get away from me! about me? Who's clearly flustered, and yep. So flustered that he can't decide who he's going to shoot first. Oh, oh no. Brogan and Haldane have apprehended him, but uh, a bit too late. Look out! Body's being whisked away to his private medical facility. Now, please, every second counts. I love this job. Hey, there it is. I should do a supercut of that one day. All of the uh, the times Brogan says that. Mr. Vinny Artek's body is currently at his private medical facility in the care of his personal physician. Given the highly public nature of the shooting, I can confirm that this precinct has launched a full scale investigation. I can also confirm. That we have one clear male. That's a, an interesting uh, in connection with the incident. Extra there, police officer who looks like an old lady Creon, but she's a police officer. Look, we're gonna find out who you are sooner or later. Speaking of Creons, try it again. Hold steady. We're up on the station house with the guy who shot Vinny, being attended to by the unnamed Tarn forensic doctor, medical guy. Clean as a newborn. No priors. He's never committed a crime in this system. And, uh, yeah, this was the last episode I'd like to see you. filmed before... Um, no, it wasn't. But this is the last time we saw... Okay, uh, run a DNA. If he's got a birth record, he's got a name. Right. Saw this Tarn guy being given the science-y stuff to do. One episode after the next episode with TakeOver. Um, that's when Lionel Carson joined. Speaking of which... Creonatomy. It's one word. Thank you. Oh. Crazy and irresponsible. Too much caffeine. And pretty damn brilliant. You're scaring me here, Castle. Come on, Janie. We got a 508 at Demeter Memorial. I'm right behind you. Jane's in a nice happy mood today. Hey, Haldane. Command performance. Brogan's already up there. Oh, I was going to say when Jane's happy, Haldane's happy, but uh, 
Yeah, his happiness is not allowed to last long. Guys like Vinny Artek in office, do we? I mean, we got enough because, of course, all that camera's got the uh, the footage. That singular phrase, Officer Haldane, has made you and all of us at the 88 very unpopular cops. Communiques from most of the city council, the mayor's office, even a nice little query from the governor. Is this the scene where he does the cool thing? Off the top of my head. Look, I understand what you did and why you did it. But the politicians and the media are manipulating the situation and destroying this precinct's reputation in the process. Oh, well, now we know it's science fiction. That's not how it works, is it? Just explain myself. Oh, I thought this was the episode where Haldane says, oh, yeah, I did the stupid thing for this reason. And Polly goes, yeah, that's fine with me and, and just throws out the complaint. I wonder what episode that is. <sighs> it's definitely a real episode. Anyway, at the Demeter Memorial Hospital... Jane and Took have arrived to deal with a... Harn egg sack has disappeared from the maternity incubators. A, uh... Have the parents been badly dubbed little man? He's gone mad. They're in there. Oh, goodness. She wasn't dubbed. So a Tarn couple have had their... Their eggs stolen. And this is a lovely way to, um... Give us a bit more insight into Tarn... Biology and physiology. I don't understand. They've taken our baby. <laughs> We discover with this episode that uh, nobody gets theirs. Tarns lay, lay their eggs. Our baby back. But the incubators. Oh, this is a nice scene for Took, though. Look, I'm reading you, Mr. Dodbeck. I can see that you're a good man in a lot of pain. You can read me too. You'll see that we're here to help you. That's all we want to do. Oh, poor Mr. Dodbeck. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He'd uh, made himself a little barricade in the. Uh, Let's go sit down and see if we can sort this out. The egg incubator room, but uh, took talked him down. Poor old Dogvex. We got a match with his DNA. Juna Kazar. So, Juna. You grew up with Vin. Isn't that a gas? Even Vinny's friends hated him. Old pal says here, Vinny's godfather to your kids. So who paid you to kill him? No one! He talks, too. Why'd you do it then, Juna? Because Vinny's like a brother to me. I love him. Whoever took it must have had a portable incubator. The egg sacs have to be kept in a controlled environment. And going back to to my mention of um, oh the next time we see science stuff on the show it's it's Carson working on it at the station house this feels like it almost feels like after this episode production stopped and I don't think it did but this feels like that happened because this is an episode with uh, a lot of in the early stages of just last things I think this is the last episode to feature oh. was it Colette Hiller doing the voice of Turk Oh. Leg. Yeah, from this point on, Mary Woodvine provided her own voice for the character. So this is the last time we heard Colette. The 88th Precinct have released the name of Vinnie Artax's assailant. Jana Kazar, a Danian Creon, was supposedly a childhood friend of Mr. Artax. Although she'd turn up again, uh... Our shooting is as yet undetermined. Voicing various other characters throughout the series. ...present during the shooting is also under investigation. This is Anza Berry for Citywide News. And we're back to party headquarters. You. <laughs> you were supposed to protect him. Now he's gone. Oh, we no. did everything we could. There'll be a new one. Me to believe that after what he said. No, well, not literally. But uh, there'll be a new sleazy politician along. 
Obviously, we wouldn't get a new Vinny Artak, because that's not possible. Or is it? Okay, 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 give me room. Ooh, room. This is making all the extras very happy. Reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Uh, Quite a recovery, Vinny. I got a genius doctor, Lieutenant. Plus, the best... <laughs> oh, a very smug, smarmy-looking doctor as well. Easier volunteers and the good citizens of Demeter City! Yay. Yes, and what a magnificent bunch they are. Come on, Vinny. You're shot by an old friend right in the middle of your own campaign headquarters. Then your doctor whisks you away before anybody has a chance to examine the wounds? Hey, I don't know why Jonah did what he did. But I noticed you weren't there to stop him. What my partner's saying, Vinny, is that we know this whole thing is I a... know what he's saying. And I know what happened. <gasps> Uh-oh. Well, he came in in a wheelchair. And now he's standing. Blast proof! Blast proof! Blast proof! And we have a slogan. Blast proof! Blast proof! Blast I also like the performance from uh, this lady who's his sort of campaign manager. I can't remember the actress's name. But she's quite believable, and also, notably and crucially, not dubbed. It makes all the difference. You know, crayons are hardy. I suppose it is possible if the shots missed all the... Oh, a crayon anatomy um, uh, from what you described, guide. That would be interesting to, uh, to freeze frame, see how they actually work. You sure, uh, Vinny Artex a bad guy? I mean... Oh, it's, uh, oh, it's crayonatomy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure, Matt. The news says he gives all the money to the children's hospitals. Uh, yes, he does, sweetie, but if he steals it, it's all wrong. But the kids still need it. Here's Juna. Look, I I've got to go. I'll talk to you all later. I really don't want to have to deal with you right now. They actually weren't being too annoying there as well. Don't tell me. Bail was posted. By one of Vinny's lawyers. And he's not going to press charges either, right? Right again. So, now that he's got his freedom, where is Juna going to go? Vinny! Oh, Vinny's house, of course. Or his apartment, I should I say. I did this to you? Ah, I'm good as new. I just like the wheels. <laughs> they're, they're getting some really good uh, smarmy expressions off, off Vinny here. I imagine it's, it must be very hard to do with the animatronics. I suspect a lot of it is down to... It's been hard for you to do that to me. ...to the, the mouth movements of, of David Quilter. I'd do it again. I know you would. He's got his laser knife. Ah, oh, that's it. Plunge it into Juna's shoulder. Get it in there. Good and hard. What? The guy had the knife to kill me. What else should I do? Yes, we'd seen him using that knife earlier to cut his apple. Just before he smacked his girlfriend around. And she's looking a bit, uh, a bit disturbed by all this. I'm sorry if my actions at the attempted assassination of Vinny Artek offended anyone. I Another was attempting to distract the assailant. Nothing more. Footage from which was uh, used again later in The Fire Within. And speaking of The Fire Within, I notice um, one of the extras, in, one of the uh, extras among this uh, group of reporters was one of the uh else the lieutenant Iyer. was one of the people in the fire within who were um in the rocket bit at the end when it takes off they weren't one of the the congregation they were one of like the the acolytes i hadn't noticed that before i was thinking oh. i do the thinking okay 
I was going to respond with um, uh, one of my lines from that uh, Captain Scarlet mashup video I did. I've been thinking, Colonel. This cannot and will not be tolerated. But uh, Vinny chose to slap her. And that's really the difference between Colonel White and Vinny Artak. It's not that easy. Colonel White is a... He's going to be at some big... He's a gentleman and Vinny Artak is uh, You could get down here and take me into... Protective custody? Yeah. Well... Then maybe I can give you some stuff on Vinny that'll put him away for a long time. Oh. She phoned that in, sir. Yeah, he's not. He's not a gentleman, uh, by any means. So we'll be careful. At least he gets me close to my pal Vinny. So Brogan and Haldane off to a meeting at Vinny Artak's penthouse. You have to give all this up. Not entirely sure what they've done with the body of uh, Juna. I'm sorry, Vinny's home. I've changed my mind. You're dead, you hear? Benny, oh, oh. open up! It's the point! There's a gun under her chin. She has a great life, this girlfriend of his. Freeze! Let her go, Benny! You're breaking in my home and threaten me for no reason? Here's your reason! Drop it! Ah! Drop the Oh, right. Yes, of course, because it's not a gun, it's a TV remote. Benny! Shaped like a gun, making noises like a gun. They thought it was a gun. What just happened? Insanity. Oh. Buddy is that of adult male Creon, Vinny Artek. Hey, the forensic guy actually got to leave the station house. It's nice he's getting something to do in his final episode. Internal affairs are gonna have a field day with you two over this one. He was trying to kill her. Those two. They're to blame. Oh, they're so naughty. I like that, uh... That coroner guy that Brogan and Haldane were talking to there as well. He looked uh, very, very officious. Be talking to, not me. With his uh, nice little moustache. Okay, so let's suppose you were set up. The question is, by whom? Vinny? You're saying he planned his own murder and wanted to take you down with him? You fellas are going to need a better story than that if I'm going to save your butts this time. In any event, you're off the street. Starting tomorrow, you're on desk duty. Pending review by Internal Affairs. You can help officers Castle and Took track down their missing tarn egg. I've tried to set up an interview with the couple whose twin egg sacks were taken last month. They're in seclusion. Not a chance. And, yeah, going back to what I said about this being a final episode for a certain number of things, I think this is the final episode where something happens at the hospital that Sally isn't involved with. I think from here on, anything hospital-related, they establish Sally is there and she's the one we're going to be dealing with. Whereas in this episode, we've got a couple of uh, extras. <sighs> Lieutenant's not going to like that at all. What? Something else to make her day? The ambulance with Vinny was hijacked and his body was stolen? Oh, that's perfect. Right. Who do you think the media is going to blame for that? And now we come to a point in the story, which I think is a really uh, interesting idea, the basic premise of this story. I think this is a really interesting twist to find out halfway through as they uh, take Vinny's body into uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Oh, well, it's Dr. Kite, isn't it? I was just going to call him Dr. Smarmy, um, into, his, uh, into his lab. But as a kid, I remember watching this, and I, I saw a massive plot hole in, in Dr. Kite's plan. And to the extent where I can remember lying in bed after I'd seen the episode, thinking about it and thinking there is no way that could make sense. And when the episode was repeated the following year, I saw the same plot hole and I had the same, there is no way this can work. What's happening? Can I remember what that plot hole is now? 
I cannot. So, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking at that age, but something really obvious just leapt out at me. They have your sciences? Not anymore, though. Life. Interrogate? Yeah, its eggs have been implanted. Soon it'll be hatching dwarfins, I hope. Oh, this is a nice little alien puppet. Good species. Fairly orbital, huh? Matt's doing a science thingy on. But more importantly... You want to talk about this deep pile of manure I've got us all into? This is actually an effective use of the Brogan family. I know. Looks like the guys at school don't think so. The guys Matt's got a... You like I do. A very nasty black eye and a gash on his lip. It's, a, it's, a, it's an effective way of showing how Brogan's work life can affect his personal life. And it's not handled you know, clunkily and... Um, you know, Sally isn't there being all shrill and look what you did. This is your fault, Brogan. It's like that feels a bit more real. So I like I like that. And there's Vinny in uh, Dr. Kite's lab. We're going to close him up in a little booth thingy. An X12 atomizer, if you please. They don't come cheap. Goodbye, Vinny. Oh, there he was gone. It's an odd feeling, playing God. Roll out the new one. Is this over in this cupboard? We have a lovely new Vinyartak. Freshly baked, ready to roll. We're going to attach a thingy to his head. I believe this is a cortex cradle. Give him an injection of blue juice. Looks like I got killed again, huh? Dr. Kite. Oh dear, yeah, some nice Frankenstein stuff going on here. And I, I like as well that um, we've, we've been handed enough clues by this point to, to sort of figure out for ourselves what's going on, but they don't really piece it all together quite at this point. From hospital within Demeter's database. Then three in less than a month. And the embryos can't survive unless the egg sacs in a controlled environment, right? And again, we have. It, it was always nice. A couple of times they did this on the show where Brogan and Haldane's investigation would be something entirely separate to Castle and Took's investigation, and yet they would actually end up sort of dovetailing. Not bad. Oh, there's Vinny again. Not bad for someone who's been killed. Like he's seen a ghost. At least twice now. So who'd we blow away last night, Vinny? You can't kill the will of the people, Brogan. Or Creon cockroaches. You're going down, cop. Open the door. You, I want a piece of. Easy now, Officer Haldane. Back off. He asked Orin to open the door. I haven't seen Orin. Jack is dead. That's not an opinion, but based on the DNA sample taken at the scene, it's a medical and legal fact. Fact this. <laughs> oh, Podley just sounds a bit peeved. I don't know who you are, but you're not the real guy. I got a destiny to fulfill, a debt to pay to the people of Demeter City. Half of these extras look like they're in love with Vinny. You're no miracle resurrection. You never know. Yeah, well, if you're really a Vinny attack, you won't mind taking a retinal scan. Hey, not a problem. That's a nice touch as well, this uh, reward poster for the baby. Oh, Vinny Artak is uh, offering the reward for the return of the baby. Taken from Demeter Memorial Hospital. And meanwhile, back at party headquarters... One glass apiece, you understand what I'm saying? Everyone's having some champagne. Huh? I'm a new volunteer. Nice to see you. They told me to come. They all said you'd be expecting me. And here's a slightly cranky... My head. You're the inner-dimensional messiah. Fan of Vinny's? Oh. 
come to kill him again. Oh. I'm not sure if that was a part of Vinny's plan. I'm starting to attract crazies like a supernova. I don't think it can be. You better make sure there's another Vinny waiting in the wings. First thing in the morning. Did I say morning? I'll get started right away, Vinny. Meet that Mr. Artek. Oh. And uh, yeah, there's lots of uh, um, party promotional material around that room. And uh, I actually own uh, a piece of, of that. Uh, I... Yeah, this is this is I think the only episode of Space Precinct that I actually own anything from. I was donated or gifted, I should say, um, by a uh, a very a very kind soul gave me a uh, a framed piece of uh, Vinnie Artak um, campaign material at uh, Fab Worlds of Anderson in Leicester in uh, 2019. And uh, you only see it, I think, on a spinner in 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 the episode. You can't see what's uh, what's actually written on it. There's a whole carousel of uh, of uh, leaflets and things. And if you read it close up, it's complete nonsense. But it's lovely to have. So thank you for that. You know who you are, and I hope you're listening in. The review board's ready for you with slumble butts. Well, I guess we better wear our protective gear then, huh? I like having stuff from the shows. Yeah, look, uh, take a look at this highlighted name here. He bought an incubator a couple of months ago. It might get the wheels turning. So they've discovered that Dr. Kite bought a Tarnak incubator. Meanwhile, Brogan and Haldane are up against inquiry board thingy. Lieutenant Brogan, Officer Haldane. And this is the guy who I said about at the... Uh, ...in the armed assault on Vinnie Artak. ...at Vinnie Artak's uh, penthouse. The instructs you to surrender your shields and weapons... And to consider yourselves on suspension, pending the results of this inquiry. The voice sounds quite familiar. I've, I've, I've often wondered if that's um, Peter Marenka from uh, Starfleet and, and other things. Oh, they've handed in their badges. And their guns. Again, more nice... Um, well, not even expressions, really, because there was no real expression on the face, but um, sort of body language from Podley saying that he was not 100% on board with this, but guys, you've got to go along with it. You give that precinct more time than you give your own family. Oh, and at the end go. of it all, they take away your shield. Sally, I gave you credit earlier. Don't do this to me. No, I feel better for saying it. Oh, we've been through worse. Don't ask me when. Hey! That time I was kidnapped and I was going to have my organs ripped out of my chest was kind of a low moment. Egg implantation report. Way to go. Hey. Later. Hey, I, I like and I, I am sympathetic towards Matt this week. Could a torn egg sac be altered to produce a creon? You mean a surrogate womb? There we go. See, this is a nice, a more effective way, a more believable and realistic way of doing what they were trying to do in early episodes, where one of the kids would say some random, almost random comment, and Brogan would go, oh, wait a minute. Whereas here, it's like, it was introduced very subtly, um, Matt's biology project. Even, even forcing accelerated... And that's got the wheels turning in, in Brogan's head now. It wouldn't be Benny Artak, because it wouldn't have his mind. Exactly. Meanwhile, Jane and Took... I never knew how much fun it could be watching a guy's mailing address. This is what it's all about. Thrills and spills of life on the force. Are waiting for Dr. Kite. Who never looks this dull on the TV shows? Tonight on Cop Wars, Dr. Laszlo Kite. Criminal Cop Wars. 
I'm gonna guess that that is actually a real show. Since this, hang on a second, I'm actually gonna look that up. That must have become a real show by this point. There must be some rubbishy show, Cop Wars. I'll take the back. Can you believe there doesn't seem to be a show called Cop Wars? That's very surprising. 20 in progress. Zero anyway. 111 Industry Row. Dr. Kite is trying to make off with Tan Egg Incubator and presumably accompanying Egg Sack. Dr. Kite! Jane's going up the, uh... Tookie, okay. I think he's headed for the roof. The back stairs to the roof? Ah. Oh. And he just left the incubator and the egg. There it is. Yay! About halfway up the stairs. Tookie, okay. Brogan's right. I've got the Dodvik's baby. Oh! I'll take that! Oh no! Oh! And he's thrown her off the steps. Jane's taken a nasty fall there, I, although I believe that the actual stunt was done by uh, Glenn Marks, who had previously played the cyborg in Time to Kill. So, he's a very versatile chap. He can play time-travelling cyborg and Haldane? falling woman. She okay? She's lucky. Just a mild concussion. Speaking of lucky, I've had three scenes this episode. Hold your fire, Haldane. It's routine. We're storing a backup copy of her thought patterns as a precaution. Give me a recording check. What's she gonna remember? Too much caffeine. Oh, that bit from earlier. But I wouldn't give her a Magnus Steam, right? That bit from earlier. We gonna get any clips from old episodes? Ooh. I've been a jerk, but I'll change. I didn't say that. Wishful thinking. <sighs> She's gonna be fine. Oh no, so this isn't really a subplot as such. The cortex cradle. Can I transfer one mind to another? This is yet another... Yes. Two minds into one brain makes for suicides and heavy metal bands. Uh, don't try to be funny. Don't try to be funny. You're off the show next week. A cloned one. Yeah, this is another... Oh, Brogan sees a thing and thinks, Aha, could this be connected to our case? It's not quite as subtle as it was with um, Matt's science project. I think because the, the Jane Fall injury thing is, is over and, and finished so quickly. Whoa, lots of names going past there. Yes. The Cortex Cradle was sold to that address for LK Enterprises. LK. Laszlo Kite. Laszlo Kite. Didn't Kite say Vinny had a personal medical facility? Yeah, but we're not exactly cops right now. Well, the hell with that if it saves the baby. We just have to make damn sure that's where it is. If only we could read Vinny's mind. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Come on. Haldane looks at him like he's gone mad, but he hasn't. That you have used the precinct RSA for an unauthorized clandestine operation. Slomo, what are they going to do? We're already on suspension. Uh-oh. And of course, because this is a you know, time-sensitive mission, that baby could be uh, turned into a new Vinny at any moment. Um, it is rather uh, unlikely, or un unconvincing, I should say, to watch Brogan and Haldane slowly plodding down the corridor so they can keep pace with the... Uh, the slow-mo prop. Baby! I'm touched by your concern, but I've decided that two Vinnies alive at once is better than one. Oh dear. We'll be like a force of nature. Come on, Vinny. I think maybe going back to my um, my experience with this episode as a kid, maybe it was because um, I'll implant the egg set. You can never be 100% sure when the actual real Vinny is on screen. Except, uh, Same elected. when he's being killed, you can reasonably assume that that's not, uh, not the real Vinny. First, I am accessing Vinny Artax mainframe. 
Now, if there is a cortex cradle in the penthouse, it will show up. Yes, it's there. Interesting. There is also a growth accelerator. Concentrate on the cortex cradle. Have accessed and am recording Mr. Artex cortex cradle. Oh, Vinny is now seeing. Mr. Artek is updating the file at this moment. We are connected in parallel. I am seeing through his eyes, and he is seeing through mine. Slomo says as he looks directly at Halvain. Oh, again, more beautiful facial animation on, on Artek there. The cops are outside. What? The cops are outside! Destroy the exec! Vinny! It's just the eyes bulging and the eyebrows moving and the jaw gaping. That's, uh, it doesn't always work. These heads aren't always particularly expressive, but this is a really good animatronic guest character head. Plantation just a few minutes ago. Slow-mo, we have to get in there. Accessing entry codes now. Oh, guy in the chair. There's Haldane's elbow in his face. Hey, Slow-mo. <gasps> oh no, the egg's in the um, atomizer thingy. No! Well, can't press the button. Ah. I'm sorry, Vinny. I don't love nobody that much. Where Whereas before, it, it atomized Vinny's body instantly. It's campaign headquarters. This time it had at least uh, 10 seconds. Which gave Haldane enough time to remove the egg. Meanwhile, Vinny is off to party headquarters, where this reporter lady is, uh... Well, here it is, people of Demeter. Is also dubbed, unfortunately. Well, let's ask Vinny himself. I have a statement to make shortly. Hey. This uh, particularly unconvincing bit of, of set, although I like the way they've integrated the model. What are you doing here so early? There's a model sequence and a live-action shot. They're still trying... Integrated into one here. Lock the door. It does look a bit cheap on the street, though, especially here. Officer Brogan. Because slow-mo has been confronted with that age-old problem. A camera, direct feed to your stuff. Of robots and similar creatures in television sci-fi. Planted some stairs. Slow-mo cannot get down the stairs. This is an exclusive live report. And I'm since Vinny snubbed this reporter outside when uh, when he arrived. Vinny, Vinny, you're under arrest. What should we do, Mr. Artak? She's quite happy to play uh, any tape that Brogan and Haldane wish to uh, pass her way. Badges, fellas. Uh, we don't need them. We're making a citizen's arrest. Yeah, so we. Uh, now's as good a time as any. Yep, slow-mo has got uh, cortex cradle extracts now. All of Vinny's memories. Why don't we let Mr. Artex speak for himself? Which is an interesting uh, parallel to uh, old Joe 90 and the big rat. Welcome to car. Oh. They never quite used uh, his recorded memories and brain patterns this way. And I was going to say that uh, Joe never saw anything this horrific, but he actually did. What's he... this? What else should I do? <laughs> Another beautifully dubbed extra there. Yeah, he uh, not only saw stuff as violent as this, he uh, caused stuff as violent as this. And here's his campaign manager. Ma'am, you don't want to do that. Oh, yes, I do. Helping herself to his laser knife and... I quit. Casting a... Big X across his chest. You're gonna pay for this. Oh, lots of unhappy extras. With their dubbed voices. 
and their green lips, and their purple hair. Get me into custody! Haldane, is it a crime if these people kill a clone of somebody who's already legally dead? No, you don't! I am Vinny, you attack! I demand protection! Well, it'll make a good test case. Okay, Vinny. This time you're not coming back. Whoa! Okay, okay. Whoa! Okay, rackets, extortion, murder. Take your pick. I still got the right to a trial. Terrific campaign slogan, <laughs> Vinny. Let's go. Protecting this guy. Isn't that where we came in? Ah, thus proving this is science fiction because uh, most politicians don't really have to uh, answer for uh, anything they, they do naughty, do they? This guy's going to get a trial. Others don't even uh, have to go to trial. People like Vinnie Artek get in the way of what pride stands for. So you're not giving up the fight? Absolutely not. If anything, it's made us more determined to have a true representative of the people on city council. And this lady is going to stand for the pride party instead. Yeah, she's honest, smart, dedicated. Pretty. How'd she end up working for Vinnie Artek, though? <laughs> I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Gee, Dad, what do you want? And we're coming up on a nice ending here. Better get here fast. Been summoned to the hospital. Nice music. Everyone's standing ready to give Brogan his gun, his jacket, his multicom. Whoa. Very exciting, very urgent. And Haldane is pacing like uh, this is his child that's about to be born. While Jane and Tucker just kind of looking at, looking at him with, uh, with amusement. What? Am I too late? Nope. Looks like you're just in time. Oh, there's that lady. We didn't give her a line this uh, this time. And this is lovely. I mean, it's it's just um, you know, it's a pile of animatronics and latex, but it's very uh, it's very well done. The music helps a lot, and it also helps that uh, the Tarn baby is very cute. Of course, there's a, a nice picture of uh, Jerry Anderson holding this thing. So, yeah, even though it is clearly an animatronic, of course it's going to be an animatronic. I, didn't, <laughs> I'm not, I don't mean to imply, oh, they didn't actually go out and get a real alien baby to do this scene. Um, it's, it's very, very touching. And, uh, oh, Mr. Dodvek's happy. Mrs. Dodvek is waving Brogan in. Because she knows, despite having not met him, she knows he's the main character. So he gets to hold the baby. It'll probably even be named Patrick. If it hadn't been for all of you at the 88th Precinct, this day would never have come. Thank you. And I think this is one of my favourite episode endings of a, a Space Precinct episode, because, uh, you know, the show can be a bit uh, a bit dark and a bit grim and uh, occasionally just a bit, you know, not good. Um... So it's nice to end on a, a nice, happy, positive, uplifting note. And that was Divided We Stand, which I have come to understand in recent years is uh, is quite a popular episode among fans of the show. I hadn't really given it much, uh, much thought in that regard, but uh, it is certainly uh, one of the stronger episodes from the first half of the series. As I say, I feel like after this episode, there was a bit of a stop and a retool. Everything after this is a lot stronger, but this this is a really nice story with a very clever concept regarding Vinny and his clones. Also, a, a lovely uh, guest performance. Although, can you really call someone who's a member of the regular cast a guest in uh, in David Quilter as, as Vinny Artak? So, uh, yeah, again, some, um, some gorgeous animatronics as well on the baby and also on Vinny. So, 
yeah, it's not going to be one of my favourite episodes, but it is definitely one of the stronger ones from the first half of the show. Lovely to see Space Precinct back on the randomizer after so long away. Well, it's nice to have Space Precinct, isn't it? Yes, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel about Divided that one. I was in that one, oh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. David Quilter giving us his best Marlon Brando, I seem to remember, as the main, as Vinnie Artak, yeah. the, uh, the politician. Uh, it's one of Alan Birkinshaw's, so you could pop back oh, and listen to our previous interview with Alan, uh, number 84 and 85. I'm just making wow. that up. Oh, no, well, I, I thought you were no, probably right. To be knowledgeable. <laughs> no, yeah. no idea. But yes, I certainly remember that one. And also, uh, as I recount in my book, Terry, it features an appearance from the highest paid extra in the entire cast. Oh. So, if you want to know more, buy the book. Buy the book. <laughs> yes, that's the only way to find <laughs> out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. Okay, Enjoy well, I, I hope for more. Now, Alan was uh, episode 60 and possibly right, 61. So, okay. there you go. Uh, so, go back and listen to that whenever you like. Uh, yep. Gosh, 126 pods ago. Oh. We were very uh, young then. Yeah, very young. We were. I had a full load of hair. And, uh, yeah, that's right. I was still in shorts. Because <laughs> it was the summer. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway, look, that's the that's the end of that, thankfully. Uh, yeah. Chris will be back with his randomizer next week once he's um, evacuated all of that caffeine shampoo. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Is that the right okay. turn of phrase? Probably not. <laughs> I, Maybe yeah, not. It's, a, it's a turn of phrase. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably yeah. stop now turning phrases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... It's that, I can't believe that uh, this is already the end of our first podcast of Aww. 2022. Um, yeah, what a shame. Is there um, any- but just before we go... <laughs> oh, there's uh, more. Jamie, well, I'd just like to pop back on over to our, um, our Facebook group where people have been saying what they've been looking forward to for the next uh, 12 months. Mm. Here's one from Hannah. Terry, Hannah to read that? says, yeah. I'm looking forward to Stand By For Action concert in April. It'd be nice to see everyone. It will be a night to remember. And of course, more John Thiden books too. I'm enjoying them. Who knows what else 2022 will bring? Anything can happen in the next 12 months. True enough. And uh, finally, then the final word goes to Tom Hodden, who says, I'm looking forward to continuing to get to know the friendliest group in fandom. Isn't that oh, nice? Uh, but, um, Jamie. Yes, Richard. Well, talking of Tom Hodden. Oh. Really? Well, I mean, we've got all the way through this podcast. We've had Fab Facts and the news yes. and your first interview with uh, with Toy Beloy and uh, we've had Chris Dale's randomizer. Yes. Um, but we haven't yet had our um, quick fire five, have we? No. Would you like it now? Tough. No. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a quick fire five. Uh, this is from Tom Hodden again. Now. This is a nice round to make up for all the Joe 90 you had last week, if you remember, Jamie. Um, so try these. Tea at the Vicarage or Coffee with the Angels? Or oh, Coffee with the Angels. Fly an Eagle or Drive an SPV? Oh. Hey. Uh, eagles don't uh, tend to go so well. SPV. Right. Fair enough. Uh, look for the Loch Ness Monster or see what lies beyond a black hole. Oh, black holes were exciting. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, sunbathe on Tracy Island or go to the casino with Lady P. Uh, oh, sunbed. I need a break already. All right. And uh, well, finally, this is the one we all want to know, Jamie. Purple wig or string vest? Purple wig every time. Oh, oh right. Well, I'll, I'll have the string vest. Yeah. Then. Yeah. There you go. So Thank you, Tom Hodden. Spaghetti. That's right for this week's quick fire five. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, uh, Jed. I'm going to leave you to just very 
briefly, Phil, will I let the dog in? Please do carry oh, on. Which one's that, I wonder? <laughs> is, that, is that Betty again? Could be. Oh, I have no idea. Which she's back. Yeah. Right. Any, uh, any dog-related jokes you can think of? Uh, not at the moment. No. Oh, no, really? I'm sorry about that. So we'll have yeah. a pause, shall we'll we? Have a pause. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit rough. Yeah, are you? Yeah. 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 Was that so a dog joke, You haven't Terry? got a tale to tell. Oh, We're doing dog you jokes. Too. Stop sorry, it. what was that, Richard? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's a shame you're back now, but there yeah. we are. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, thanks for that. Uh, that was Minnie who wanted to come in. She was squeaking. Oh, so, bless. Yeah, if you heard any squeaks, then that's why. But she's fine now. Uh, right. Good. That, is that it? Yes. Are we done for Pod 186? I mean, that'll do, won't it? Yeah, it's a good start to the year. Yeah, I think so. So, can only uh, get better. Thanks, Terry. Uh, so, t- t- uh, Terry, I-, I should say now, will you rejoin us in forty-nine pods' time for uh, a Terry shall, Christmas twenty twenty-two? I shall look in my diary. I shall put it in now. That's nice, isn't it? There we go. It's in. Something yeah. to look forward to. There you go. It's good to have that guaranteed. Thank you, Sal. We'll, ho- we'll hopefully, if we get any live interaction i hope to meet up with the podstrons and come along yeah and say hello that'd be good it's been a long year. time yeah it has perhaps we should do a get together at the thunderbirds hotel in slough that'd be nice wouldn't it? maybe this yeah. sounds like fun there. yeah let us know what you think podstrons email us podcast jerryanderson.com and uh until next week with pod 187 when we really will have settled into the swing of 2022 oh yeah i suggest we all say goodbye yes goodbye goodbye goodbye, goodbye. 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 I'm off. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye, Bye good. Stage one complete. Let's go. Do you think we said Happy New Year enough in that? I don't think we really did, did we? <laughs> we did at the start. start. Yeah. 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 So I think I mentioned it was a New Year's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That'll do. They know it's 2022. Yeah. We're bored of yeah. it already. Uh, <laughs> Probably. So uh, we should definitely get together um, uh, uh, for uh, something at the uh, at the hotel. Do you think we could do a I mean, small live podcast recording? Well, oh, yeah. is, it, is this a New Year's resolution we're covering here? Is this, uh... um, possibly. To do yeah. more live okay. events. I'm sure you do, Jamie, but I know I know the manager and oh. booking people now because yeah. I do a couple of workshops there. Oh. And put, you know, I sort of uh, yeah. Philip's yeah, lovely, isn't my he? My involvement. He's Philip uh, and and John. John, yeah. John, yeah, John, John Rook. Yeah, they're they're great. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so we'll get we'll get onto it, and uh, we'll mm. we'll see if we can do a small scale, maybe just like a little group of twenty for a, a live Fantastic. podcast. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, lovely. lovely. All right, I'll go and get on with that work now. Thanks. Yeah, go on then. See you there. Okay, bye. Now, where is Slough? You have been listening to the Jerry Anderson Podcast. Wasn't it fun? You have been listening to an Anderson Entertainment production.